This is Lords of Order, a DC Doctor Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Keep in mind, this is a spoilers podcast, but I certainly hope you guys won't complain to me about this issue, which I'll tell you in a sec. But first, if you do want to bitch, you can send that to the Doctor Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. You can bitch at bigtimenoise.com slash drfate by leaving a comment, or you can leave a comment, bitch, bitchament, whatever you want to call it, on the Facebook and Google Plus pages of Lords of Order. However, I don't think that will happen because this issue is More Fun Comics 60. More Fun Comics, that's the 1936 volume. I don't know if there have been any subsequent volumes. However... That's how we will separate them. This very issue came out in 1940. So please, are you going to dog me about spoilers from that? What is that, 40? That's 74 years ago. 74. 74 years. First of all, how cool is it that we can sit here and read and talk about a comic that was printed 74 years ago? You know, that's just, that's awesome. And speaking about printing... Like how I'm segueing into all these different things. Yeah, yeah, that's completely not planned. This issue you can find in the, or this story, in the Golden Age Dr. Fate Archives hardcover that came out in uh, July of 2007. These six, yes, six pages of story entitled The Menace of the Little Men, which appeared first in More Fun Comics 1960 as... Scripted by Gardner Fox, penciled and inked by Howard Sherman, and lettered by Mr. Sherman as well. Nobody really knows who colored it. Could have been Mr. Sherman as well. No one knows. Now, this story is just has a completely weirder, cooler feel than last episode or next episode, let me tell you. So we start off, first of all, uh, this panel layout is just really odd. On the left side of the book, we have one panel that is the whole left side and the top third of the right side. Okay, And then below that, we have two panels to finish up the right side of the page. In the lower half, now hang with me here, in the lower half of the upper third, right where the right panel L's across and the first subsequent panel on the right side beneath it right there at that corner is a circle and in that circle is the face of Inza Dr. Fate's friend and it's even labeled underneath it's got her drawing her picture there and underneath it says Inza in the little circular insert or inset but first and and I already voiced this out to my uh, Uber companion, Chef Terry, and, and she liked it. She said, after I said this, curtain up. But our narrator tells us, living remote from the world, professor of ancient secrets lost since Chaldea and Egypt fell from power is Dr. Fate. He combats the usual crime of the present day with powers forgotten for untold ages. So that's how we start our story. Inza is cruising around the Catskills, as Inza is wont to do. 
and she hears some strange, eerie music and stops the car to investigate. Walks over to a bluff, peers over the bluff, and she sees. Now, this is funny. She sees because she tells us. In the panel, we just see her leaning over the bluff to look in that panel. The next panel, we see. But in that first panel, as she's looking, she says out loud, Why, they're little men, not over a foot high. And in the next panel, at the top of the panel, the narrator tells us, The little men. And then we have a picture. I kid you not. That, that's how that's how they did things in the 40s, man. They, they told us what they were going to tell us, then they tell us, and then they tell us what they told us to quote a, a speech uh, corollary. And the little men are saying we're due at New York in an hour. We must hasten. And they're little uh, regular-looking dudes with uh, guns and purple skin. Although, uh, if it is purple skin, they have green faces. So I guess, more likely, they have a purple bodysuit with white shorts and a orange belt over top of it. And their exposed face and hands are green, so I would assume they have green skin with this purple bodysuit, shorts, and a utility belt. Holding some snappy-looking ray guns. So, Enza runs back to her car and drives to Dr. Fate's tower. I don't know that I was aware that Dr. Fate's Tower was necessarily a point on the real-world map you could go to. I thought his tower was more a metaphorical construct in which he lived. But she drives to the tower, walks to the base of the tower, and just starts yelling for Dr. Fate. Did I say Dr. Who? I hope not. I thought Dr. Who in my head. Uh, Dr. Fate. So she's yelling for Dr. Fate at the the foot of his big tower. There are no doors. Inside the tower, Dr. Fate says, The subject of the three fates is an interesting one. What's that? And he's sitting in this big regal chair with this huge book on his lap, completely decked out in his Dr. Fate accoutrement, complete with face mask down. Okay, uh, and next to him is an incense burner that is burning with waves of incensey smoke uh, tendrilling out in the panel to give you this almost mystic-y feel. He's doing mystic studying. Uh, so mystic is he, as a matter of fact, that he walks over to this machine and flips the machine on, and it allows him to see through the wall to see that it's Inza yelling at him. Okay, he can't mystic up a hole to look. He has to flip on a machine. To, uh, yeah, uh, okay. And he sees her, and he just he w- walks right through the wall and talks to her, and she tells him, "Little men with queer small guns do in New York in a few minutes." That's exactly how she says it. He says, "Little men, gnomes, dwarfs, no men like you, strong and well made, hmm. but only a foot in height." So Doctor Fate scoops her up. And he and she fly to New York. When they get there, we see that the little men uh, are, are in their little ship. And there's a song in there somewhere. Um, just bombing the heck out of the city. I uh, don't really know what city it is. I guess it would be New York since they're in the Catskill Mountains to start out with. No, of course, they said that they had to go to New York. I'm sorry. So it is New York that they are just laying waste to in their one ship. We see several civilians running around as the 
buildings are falling in, the, the asphalt canyons, as it were, collapsing around them. One gentleman is on a mic here, standing with a, a dude on a radio next to him and a big wall map next to him, saying, New York invaded, Army Air Corps to the rescue. Interesting speech pattern. So the Army Air Corps launches massive plane attack on the single bad guy ship, but to no avail. The superior weapons just completely decimates the civilian air corps. However, we still have anti-aircraft guns, one of the men say, and so they the guns start trying to hit the alien vessel. All of the soldiers dressed in their World War One doughboy outfits also, I might add. And I just point that out. I, I don't expect that they would have been dressed differently or not. I, I just point that out as, as something I noticed. However, the alien ship waylays the anti-aircraft guns as well. At this time, Dr. Phaeton ends up finally arrive. He gently sets Inza down atop an adjacent building and rushes to the attack, flying at the ship the narrator tells us force darts from his outstretched hand, and the force very much is in the shape of flame. Dr. Fate says, thus ends the threat of this queer invasion. So that's all it took, man. He, we, we see in the next panel the ship is cracked open like an egg, spilling out the men as you would the yolk and white of an egg that's cracked, holding it like over a bowl, you know? That's kind of what this reminds me of. The ship just cracked and the alien little men are just falling to the earth. So Dr. Fate goes and picks up Inza and he asks her, now tell me where you saw these guys come from. She says, well, it was up in the Catskills. So they head up there, they find a cave, they walk into the cave towards the light that is at the other end of the cave, indicating which way they must go, of course. And they enter a large cavern where Doctor, oh, where Inza says, these giants, look at them. And Dr. Fate says, the three fates, the Norns of the Norsemen, the spinners of the ancient Greeks. And actually, to me, they look like three giants with purple skin. They have various uh, warlike accoutrements that is red, including a sword, and they're sitting around a table, what looks to me like playing cards. They ask, who are you? He says, I am Dr. Fate. Did you send those tiny men to attack the world? And they say, we did. We formed them from clay, breathed life into them, gave them weapons. Dr. Fate finishes, and I destroyed them. They attacked man. They killed and destroyed wantonly. They deserved death. And the three giants stand up and say, then we shall destroy you. Not yet, Dr. Fate exclaims. Stop. If you do not give me your word that no such thing will ever happen again, I shall bring my force to bear against you. And one of the Fates points and says, he threatens us. And so immediately Dr. Fate uh, casts his force beams on them again, again looking like just flames from a flamethrower. You shall lose your power to create life. I so will it. And then the next panel, he and Inza are outside the cave. No more little men shall 
pour forth to harm mankind as he again is flaming the cave entrance. They fly off, and as they do, Inza's telling Dr. Fate, Without you, Dr. Fate, civilization would have perished from the threat of these little men. Only you could have stopped the giants. Dr. Fate says, We all exist for some purpose. Mine is to guard men from unknown evil. Then later on, he's sitting in his lair, casually glancing at the fire as he sits on his big uh, dais chair here. The Norns fates giants. Now I understand the legends about the rulers of our destinies. Great brains sealed forever in a cave. And something I failed to notice here is they're walking through the cave uh, to get to where the giants are. Dr. Fate tells Inza, there are more things on earth undreamed of by the world of men. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. So there we go. We finish up with the narrator telling us, watch each issue of More Fun Comics for the eerily thrilling adventures of the mysterious and mighty Dr. Fate. Totally different feel than anything written today. Um, Also in this issue of More Fun Comics, as in most of the issues since Dr. Fate started, we also have a Spectre story. So More Fun has a very early maybe even pre-DC, I don't know exactly when it came about, but early DC mystical feel with Dr. Fate and the Spectre both in every issue. All right, guys, next up we will return to the here and now with Earth 2, issue 20, and we'll see how Earth 2 got to the point that it is in the new 52. Catch you then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.